0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Permission to Pivot podcast season two. I'm your host, Jasmine, and I'm so excited about today's guest and today's conversation. I have coach Sydney Rose with me today. Sydney, could you tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and where you're at?
1: Yeah, so my name is Sydney, and I'm a creative mindset coach, and I help creative people, um, through confidence and strength. So basically it's just like, if you're a very creative person, which fun fact, I believe everyone's a creative person um, and you're just struggling with those limiting beliefs and it's just like, well, how do I monetize my creative arts and things like that? That's where I come in. I help with like the programming mindset, your subconscious mind, Um, self-confidence, self-trust. Trust in yourself goes a long way in everything that you do. So that's what I do.
0: I love that. Yeah, we about to, this is about to be juicy. Um, if you don't have your notebook out, I would encourage you to grab your notebooks now because you know how the gems be falling on this podcast. So I'm curious to know, because you do work specifically around mindset, um, when you think about folks that are in transition or are making decisions to pivot, what have been some of the like limiting beliefs that exist um, most often that you've seen come up for folks that you work with or maybe just in your own life?
1: Yeah, well, for me personally, it's just like time. It's like I don't have enough time to make room for my creative pursuits because we're working a nine to five or a survival job. And then we come back home and it's like we want to work on our craft, but it's like we're so tired because of everything that's going Um, going on with our lives personally but it's just like if you want it if you want your creative pursuit to become your full-time pursuit you have to make the time we have the time it's either you work earlier in the morning or you stay up later at night you know or you sacrifice something like not hanging out with friends and stuff like that so time is definitely one of them and another is definitely like having a lack of inspiration so sometimes we're not inspired anymore because No one's liking our posts on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, like no one's seeing us. But my thing is, it's just like, well, if you post something and one person comments, two people comment, that's enough. If you go live on Instagram or TikTok, that's enough. And one person, two people are in it. I mean, you're impacting those one or two people that are in the live. And honestly, what makes people great, what keeps people popular like as an icon influencer because I call my people influencers. Um mm-hmm. it's just having the will to keep going.
0: It's just you just you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you hit on two really good things, right? Because like time and I would say time and timing are two important factors just in life in general. Right. But then I love you to talk about inspiration, right? Because sometimes I think when we're thinking about I wanna make a transition. I want to make a pivot, whether that's into a creative space or or that's something else, right? That sometimes we're looking for the inspiration to come before we make a move. And I think oftentimes, sometimes you gotta make the move for the inspiration to come. Is or I don't know, that's been my experience. Is like sometimes the inspiration is there before, other times I gotta like make the pivot, make the transition, and the inspiration comes after, right? Um, I'm curious to know how you got into this like mindset coaching, because my guess is there were probably some like limiting beliefs or and transitions in your life that like led you here. And because I think you really work with creatives, I'm just really curious to know sort of what was your journey and what maybe mindset barriers did you have to overcome for yourself?
1: Oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to try to make this long story short, but so I went to college for fashion communications, and it was like an all girls private school in Missouri. And that's where I learned to be in my individual self, right? So that's where I got the confidence to just be who I am and, and love myself around tons of talented women and teachers that were still, you know, in their creative pursuits. And so I had to stop my junior year because my mom had unfortunately got sick, but she's fine now. And so when I came back home to Texas, I was just, I just had feelings of just failure and I was lonely, you know, cause it's, it's like no one really understood why I had to do what I had to do. And then my parents were also divorced. It was me, my sister and my mom. So I really just came home to help out. I was also burnt out. I had 18 hour credits. And I had three different jobs, <laughs> so I also was just ready to just take a mental break. Um, so I had feelings of burnt outness, anxiety. I was overwhelmed. And so when I came back home to Dallas, it was just like, well, what do I do now? You know. So I learned that I was a good photographer while I was in Missouri. So I came back to Dallas and I did that. And I did like a fundraiser $20 photo shoots for my mom because at the time she had um, congestive heart failure. And so I just did photo shoots for her and gave her that through the GoFundMe. And then I was really good at it. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I just kept going in photography, made my whole website and everything. And then like fast forward, um, I became a nanny and a a, um, a YMCA counselor and... Um, a Lyft driver, a Uber driver, a ship driver, because I was just trying to figure it out, right? And so, and even in those feelings, I was feeling like, what am I doing? I'm 26, living with my mom still. I don't really know, like, like, I know where I wanna go, but it's just like, how do I get there? So I was dealing with my own limiting negative beliefs and I would wake up in the morning and just be like, What am I going to do today that's going to help inspire me? You know, and so fast forward that I put on a show uh, called Talk That Talk for musical um, talented artists here in Dallas, and that was amazing. I've hosted two of them so far um, just because it's like I just want to give love to artists and I want to create a platform for them. Like, my ultimate goal is to uplift creative people and let them know that there's space for them in a world that tells you it's just like mm, there's not enough money in creative creativity yes. which is not true because i looked up a statistics the other day and 70 percent of companies believe that creative thinking is going to rise in the workplace between 2023 to 2027. so people are looking for those creative and innovative yeah. thinkers. You know? And so that's where I come from because, like, through all my experiences and feeling, like, lonely and overwhelmed with life, it's just, like, a flower bloomed in that. And that's where I feel like I can help others achieve or, you know, as well.
0: Yeah. Well, kudos to you for answering the call to come back and support family because I know that um, I'm sure there are folks listening that are either – preparing to do that, right, Um, or have had to do that, and are maybe in a similar season that you just talked about, right, of, like, I had to do what I had to do because I love my family, and they need me, and they, you know, they need me to support, Um, and that means that I've got to put something that I want to do right on the side, Um, and so I'm curious, like, what advice for somebody who maybe, you know, they're in their mid-20s, they're, like, I thought I was going to be doing something different. And now I'm like back at home. I'm, I'm somewhere that I don't, that I didn't plan to be, but I have to be here. What advice do you have for folks who maybe are navigating that and trying to um, stay hopeful, right, about about what's to come for them um, and walk it into their purpose and their dreams?
1: Yeah, uh a lot of what helped me is just spending time by myself and not asking people about what they've done or they, you know, what they would do is a lot of times just being in my prayer closet and talking to God and talking to myself and really identifying like who I am in that quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't spend, I even stopped spending a lot of time with my friends and stuff like that because of what I was going through. And also it was just like, well, how do I overcome this? And only I can bring myself out of it right yeah and so i did that and i also i had to stop taking life so serious and like i i'm just like i want this and i want it now it's going to happen for me but i i realized that when we're like that and we're forceful and we chase something so hard it runs faster away from us and then we <laughs> get disappointed and then we get lost and then it's like a spiral but for me when I just stopped expecting life to work against me it started to work for me and I had to just let go and let God which is so cliche but I had to let go and let God and I just had to keep the faith that if I wake up every morning and I desire this in my heart that means it's a calling for me to do mm-hmm. and i like i believe that deep down and i said if every day i wake up and i you know i want to be this person this influential person to change the world like that means it's a gift it's a god's given gift and that's how i let other people know like if you wake up and you want to have a podcast for example you want to do it at the women's conference, you what you just wanna have like a famous uh book, wanna be a famous author, like anything like that. If you wake up every morning and that's what you think like that you want to do, that means you have to do it and go because you don't know it's on the other side if you just keep
0: going. Yeah. Man, you just said so so many so many good things. Um and I'm thinking through, like, you, so you talked about this idea of, like, not taking life too seriously, right? And I think that, so I work on college campuses, and so I see lots of lots of students, lots of, like, really talented students who take life really seriously um, for a lot of different reasons, right? And I'm curious to know, as you've gone on your journey, what has, has, yeah, what does it look like to stop taking life so seriously? Like, what are what is the active unlearning that you've had to do to give yourself some of the grace and, like, the freedom to just, like, you know, not necessarily let life happen to you, but to not be so uptight about, like, how things are playing out?
1: Yeah. One of the things I realized that I was very controlling, and that goes into, like, letting like, taking life so serious, like, I want to control life, but we can't control our destiny. Um, so that was one thing, it's just being aware that, like, of knowing who you are as a person, and, you know, on the outside, on the exterior as well. And so once I learned that I was controlling, I had to just be more spontaneous in my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, And that goes into like time management too so it's like if i want to do a task i'm going to do that task in a certain amount of time and then if i don't get it done oh well you know what i mean like i have to do it tomorrow or the next day but Ultimately, it's going to get done or my task is too big for me that day. So I have to make it smaller. And that's what helps me a lot to just let things like let life flow easier um, and be less controlling. And that brought me less anxiety. And I wasn't as stressed as I was before.
0: Yeah. I was saying someone who also it's the self-awareness, right? Of like, well, how do I show up? that, that produces some of this anxiety or some of the stress, right? So for you as controlling, I'm also someone who's recovering from, um, the self-awareness of like, Oh dang, you really trying to control all that happens. Like you might need to ease up on that. Um, and I think it speaks to a little bit, right. You talked about this earlier, this idea of like reprogramming our minds. Um, and I, I think that's such strong language and like very much mindset coach language (laughs) that you're using. But I'm curious for for folks who are like, okay, I'm, I'm hitting a mental block or like I'm in a transition and it might not be going the way I thought it was gonna go. Or I'm preparing for a transition and I have a lot of anxiety about what that transition brings and ultimately we know like some of it has to do with what's happening in your mind and having some real control over your thoughts and so i'm curious to know are there any techniques strategies or practices that you could recommend for folks who really want to start being intentional about maybe reprogramming their mind the subconscious mind right um any any tips you could give us
1: Yes, I have a lot, but I'm going to do like my top three or top two. One of them is my favorite and it's what's helped me get out of the box. So, you know, when you have those negative thoughts in your mind, your subconscious mind. So say you're doing something creative, right? Like you're getting ready to do a podcast or you're getting ready to perform on stage or you're getting ready to have a show. Um, like imposter syndrome will come right and it's just like well i don't think i should be doing this i'm really prepared um do i do really, anything do i even deserve this like there's people that are better me than doing it when you have those thoughts in your mind literally shout aloud like to yourself in the bathroom or anything like that or even like in your mind it's a lie it's a lie it's a lie it's a lie, it's a lie. It's a lie. and have that emotion to it because the universe hears everything live in a very spiritual feeling world i mean like even marketing like how do you really market your stuff is through emotions right which means people are emotional no matter how much they don't want to say it they are emotional and so when you give that emotion of your mind and saying it's a lie or even mumbling it it's a lie what are you talking about it's a lie that's what's helped me, um, overcome those thoughts. Cause then after I say that it goes back to positive and it's just like, no, you're a capital I T it. Okay. Like you deserve this. There's space for you. You're creative enough. So that's one of the things that helps me. Yeah, that's dope. The second one, um, the second one I've done is it's the new thing that I'm doing. It's I have to give credit to Julia Cameron. She's the author of the Artist's way and her, she likes to do morning pages. And it's like, you have to write three pages every single day, no matter if you don't even want to do it or don't feel like it, you have to write three pages in your journal every single morning, right? For 12 weeks. That's how long our program is. And so, but for me, I give my clients a prompt to do that for their um, morning pages. Because sometimes it's just like, well, what do I write? You know, you get stuck. So... I say, like, start with affirmations, like, I am beautiful, I am strong, I am intelligent, like, I am enough, you know, and just keep writing that until something comes up in your mind, and then I let them know, so visualize your life in the present moment, so, for example, say you want to be, like, on a yacht in five years, you know, traveling the world island to island, okay, well, write write that today, like, that's what you're doing today, like, Dear journal, like, I am traveling to Jamaica right now with my friends and my partner. We're having so much fun. Literally create that whole story. And then one day, like, without timing and um, being aware of the time, and one day it's going to happen, and you're going to just, you're going to look back at your journal or even, like, in that moment and just be like, oh, my gosh, this is deja vu. I literally wrote this down, like, two years ago, six months ago, and it's literally happening. Like, yes. that's how quick it gets. Can- Because when you put that energy and emotion to things, like it happens quicker than you realize. And so that's another thing that's helped me as well.
0: Yeah, I love I love both of those things. And as you were talking about, you know, like right where where you see your life and where you visualize it, like writing that down and like putting putting that vocally out into the into the world and into the universe, right? I have a good friend who he was on the podcast earlier, earlier in season two and literally like in the last month has been like i'm gonna do this he like put it on social media he's like i'm gonna do this and not even four whole weeks later like is making real life steps to like get to the get to the end game and i was like this and it's not like a crazy thing and so even we were talking maybe earlier this week and he he wants he's doing he's speaking and he wants to do a talk show and he took a photo in this empty auditorium that he wants to speak in and I said I hope that you come back to this photo in a couple months when this room is full and you retake this photo so that you can really see how quickly when you when you put intention behind what you're doing how quickly that stuff like can get done when you believe that it can be done, right? And so I love that you said that because I'm literally watching one of my really dear friends in real time, visualize stuff, put it out in the atmosphere, and then and then like get to work and it come back to him and be like, "We just talked about this two weeks ago. Like, what's happening?" So I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, and I'm trying. I'm trying to do a better job because I'm the person who often is like the negative talk will start or the worst case scenario is always a scenario that's playing in my head. And I think one of the strategies I stole from someone on TikTok, I'm not sure who it was. um, When I'm really concerned about a worst case scenario, I've started to journal, like, what's the best case scenario that I desire? Because even if the best case scenario doesn't happen, I'm not as worried. Like, after I journal a best case scenario, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, it's going to be what it's going to be, and, like, it's fine, right? So I love both of those strategies. So for my mm-hmm. listeners hope that y'all, if y'all need to come back to this and re-listen, do that. Um, so I think about, so we talked about a whole bunch <laughs> of so creative stuff, your, your journey, reprogramming our conscious mind. And so I'm curious to know, as you think about the pivots and transitions that you've walked through? What is something that you've learned about yourself that you know you wouldn't have learned if you hadn't have had to walk through a pivot or transition?
1: Ooh, I love that question. Um, I would definitely say that when I want something, I'm very committed to it. And that's what I say I've learned. Like, I realized my strength, in the midst of the fire and it's just like you actually keep going despite your own negative self-talk despite like haters you know despite people possibly not supporting you it's -hmm. just like i learned how really like mentally strong i am and that i would say that would be the biggest the biggest thing that i learned in this process
0: yeah and i i love that you talk about because I think that there's so many folks where right? we talk about being that girl or being an it girl or being having this like main character energy. And I think what's missing often from that conversation is like there's a there is a sense of mental fortitude that has to happen for you to operate in that kind of energy and that kind of confidence, right? Like if you haven't healed your self image, your self worth, your self trust, like you can't show up daily being like, oh, I'm the capital I T girl or I'm that girl, right? And so I love that you talk about like, I actually learned that I'm actually mentally strong because you exude that, like, very much it girl, okay? But I also know that, like, that's there's a healed version of a girl that used to exist. Yes. a while ago, that had to learn and cultivate that kind of confidence, right? And so I love you talking about like, it's it's not enough to just believe or think like, I'm a main character. It's like, nah, you, there's some mental resilience that probably needs to be built up for that to be consistently how you show up in the world. So I love that. So go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just agreeing with you. I was just like, yes, like you're hitting it like on the nail. Because I think like everything starts with the mind. We create scenarios. Sometimes they come into fruition. Sometimes they don't. Um, It also is like how we carry ourselves, you know, because like we have 60,000 thoughts that we think every single day. Like that's so many thoughts. And if all of those thoughts are negative, like that's how you're going to carry yourself. That's how you're going to dress, you know, that's how you're going to talk. Um, that's how you're just gonna be in the real world. But if more than half of those thoughts are positive and it's just like, no, like those all those thoughts are a lie, they're just thoughts, then you show up differently for yeah. other people, but most importantly, yourself.
0: You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the part, right? Like I gotta show up for me, and I have to show it well for me so I can show it well for other people. I have a question that came that came to my head. Um and I'm curious to know your take on it because because you do mindset work, you do subconscious mind work. Um, I know that you've heard the girlies on TikTok talking about like being delulu. Um, <laughs> and so I'm I'm curious because I'm I think there's there's a there's like a happy medium of like actually being delusional and like having faith and hope and like belief in your ability or in into what you can produce or what you can create. And so can you talk a little bit about where you think that happy medium between like healthy mindset with the slight delusion versus like you're actually, actually delusional and I'm not sure that that's the good kind of delusional that we want and sort of where those two things sort of meet in the middle.
1: Yes, you're asking such good questions and I love it. Jasmine. Oh my gosh, I'm screaming. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so there's definitely a happy medium with being delusional because I would just say that I've been happy delusional like all my life, (laughs) like, um, but I had to come like down to earth as well and be like, well, what's realistic? Because I'm a big goal type of person. And it's just like, well, how do I get to that goal? So that's one of the things that I had to learn was like smaller goals to get to my bigger goal and I just had to be more realistic with myself. It's just like, yeah, you say you're you're a millionaire, but girl, like what are you going to do to be a millionaire? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like hoping and wishing that God's gonna give you everything if you just pray for it, but it's like, no, he he wants you to pray, you know, to him or to the universe, and he wants you to do the work, you know? It's like, and that's where self-trust comes in, because yes, you can trust in a higher belief, a higher power, but how do you yourself get there? And that's where I think the delusion comes from, like in like simple terms. It's just like having the faith of a higher being or the universe, but you're also pitting, um the work out and you're doing it so it's just like yeah i'm gonna be a millionaire i'm gonna be a millionaire i'm gonna be a millionaire but it's like okay now what you know yeah um how do i get to being a millionaire and i think that's where delusion comes from like that's where affirmations come from because even if you don't feel like you're enough but you're giving out that emotion and you look inside like you look at the mirror and it's just like i am enough i am powerful my voice is heard um okay well how but like how do i get there now like what do am i what am i going to do to feel that way and so that's where i think the happy medium comes from
0: okay i love that thank you for clarifying for all of my girlies who might be out there with a little bit of happy delusion we we're not in a bad space because i'm also happy delusional about a lot of things too so i just don't want that was more for me than it was for the listeners but i hope my listeners got something out of that too so as we wrap up i have um One final question, it's a statement. It's a fill-in-the-blank statement. You can fill it in however you need to, and you can expand or elaborate however you desire to. So the question is, I have permission to.
1: I have permission to allow myself to be big
0: enough Mm. and take up space. I love that. I love that. Period. <laughs> Sydney, can you let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can connect with you on the interwebs?
1: Yeah. Yes, of course. So my Instagram TikTok um, name is Coach Sydney Rose, like Sydney's ball, like Sydney Australia. Rose, like the flower. And on YouTube, I'm Sydney R. Williams, and i actually doing a soft launch for a program called Iconic Influencers that goes more in-depth about what we talked about today. And so I'm very grateful, Jasmine, for this opportunity and for hearing my request. Okay. Um, and so, yeah.
0: I love it. I love this conversation, Sydney. Thank you so much for all of your insight and all of the great work that you do to create a space for creatives to tap into their talent, their ability, and giving them a platform to really showcase all of the amazing work that they're doing. So thank you so much for the work that you do. That's it for for this episode. Um, stay tuned for more episodes, Permission to Pivot Season 2, talking to um, mental health and wellness experts and enthusiasts, I'm um, helping you to navigate life's pivots and transitions. We will see you on the next episode. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you really feeling this, share it with a friend. We'll see you on the next episode.